going on everybody welcome back to the sales for introverts podcast it is a beautiful sunny afternoon as i record this my kids are asleep and so i snuck away to break out another podcast for you and i'm sitting here drinking a product which is not sponsored by this show but this product is called hop H-O-P-T-E-A. And it is, the drink itself is interesting, but the story of why I'm drinking it also has something to do with this podcast, I think, because the reason I'm drinking it is because it was advertised to me, targeted advertised, and I went ahead and bought it. So... I do feel kind of funny about that. We'll talk about that here in just a second. But first, in case you didn't know, this is the Sales for Introverts podcast, and my name is Mark Wilson, and I run this program. And what is Sales for Introverts? Well, check us out at salesforintroverts.com, but obviously, it's a little bit about anything having to do with people involved in any sort of a sales capacity type job, but who also find themselves as introverts. So interesting. We don't always think of introverts as being naturally aligned with sales positions. And I would agree with that. But with certain adaptations, changing the way you do certain things and changing your your own mindset, as well as educating yourself, you can be really successful doing that. Obviously, I feel like I'm one of those people. I'm not perfect and I'm not the greatest salesperson in the world, but I'm at a point where I'm comfortable and confident in my career and I'm happy doing what I'm doing. So once again, as I let off, yeah, I'm sitting here drinking a hop tea. And if you're a beer person or an, uh, specifically an IPA person or any even a pale ale person. You probably know a little bit about the history of that sort of drink. Uh, The reason that people started putting hops like that in their beer was because, or making it hoppy, when you hear people talking about that, supposedly traces itself back to in Britain, in, in European countries, when Back during the age of exploration and when people were sailing ships across the sea, they used hops as a preservative to keep their their drinks fresh and from going from spoiling. So they say that IPAs or Indian pale ales would survive the trip all the way to India for to give the sailors uh, a beverage to drink. And of course, the, <clears throat> the alcoholic content also helped keep it from spoiling as well. But... You know, I don't know how you feel about IPAs or beers or anything, but that's kind of the history behind it. And I, I myself am not really a huge IPA person. The, the hops has a ton of flavor to it. They add a ton of flavor. And so that's why when you distinguish IPAs, a lot of people um, like to add fruit and wheat and other things like that to give it even more of a complex flavor. And it can just be a little much sometimes although i do have a few that that i'm good with that i occasionally enjoy but i don't know how facebook knew all that stuff i have an idea i have an idea how they knew but 
You know, these days people can track what you do on the internet with your cookies, and then I guess it goes into a profile of some sort. Maybe Google or some other company compiles this information and it builds a profile around you. And even if you say no to a lot of cookies, there's already information about you based on your IP address and your logins and things like that, that people can build advertising profiles around your interests. And so I was probably on Wikipedia. I'm on Wikipedia all the time. And I was looking up, well, what is an IPA? What does, what, what makes an IPA different from your average garden variety beer? Okay. And what are hops? Well, hops, honestly, I'm a little bit unqualified because I didn't do research on it, but I, I believe they're like little flower buds, actually. I remember one time telling my wife that, hey, you know, honey, they, they, they brew beer from flowers. How sweet is that? You know, trying to make it sound a little bit more appealing, <laughs> but which didn't necessarily work. Although she has her favorites too. It's not exactly, she's more of a wine person than a beer person. But anyways, I, I think some point something tracked me and where I looked that up. And so all of a sudden I get a flip over to Facebook and I'm looking at whatever. And I start seeing these advertisements for hop tea and I'm like, look, if you sell your product in a store, if you go to Target or Whole Foods or Publix, where I am, a grocery chain, and you got it on the shelf, sure, I'll try it. But I'm not going to click on a Facebook ad and go to your company's website, the direct to the manufacturer, and order like like a 24-pack of these, okay? I'm not going to do that because I've never had it before, and I don't know what it tastes like. I mean, I'd rather just have like a little sip to see if it's something that I like. Well... Long story short, about a year later, maybe, I was intrigued. I was intrigued by the advertisements, okay? And about a year later, I happened to be walking through Target, and I hadn't been in a Target or a Walmart at all during the whole pandemic phase, so about a year and a half. My wife was is the one who usually does that kind of shopping, but I had to go into Target one day, and lo and behold, I saw some hop tea sitting there on the shelf. So I grabbed all three different varieties. I grabbed one of each. They have three different flavors available at this particular target. Checked out and uh, dude, it is bizarre tasting. As a person who's had several different varieties of pale and IPAs, it tastes like you're drinking a beer. And it's really weird. Because I personally haven't ever had non-alcoholic beer i know why it exists in the market but i just it it, it kind of blew me away and the weird thing is is that yeah there's tea in there i guess i'm looking at the label now and it's caffeine free what's the point what the heck am i drinking here but because I, I want some caffeine at least but no this it it tastes like you are drinking an ipa of course, it is non-alcoholic. Anybody can have it. Anybody can buy it. I think my kids would be disgusted if they drank it because hops is, is such a weird, like I said, complex taste on your palate. So, anyways, this the point of the story is to not endorse or, or not endorse this particular product called Hop Tea. But I wanted to share, first of all, how interesting it was. Like, I could drink this at work if I wanted to. I can drink it at lunch. I don't know that I necessarily do want to because I don't love hops that much because it literally tastes like I'm drinking a super hoppy IPA beer, a identical to it. And it's, it's, 
a little strange. But I know there's a bunch of hop lovers out there. There's a lot of guys and gals that are big IPA fans. So maybe that's good for you when you just want to have the taste and you like to imbibe a little bit of that hoppy flavor, but you don't want the, first of all, calories of beer, and second of all, alcoholic content. It might be for you. But going back to what in the world, why did it end up in my place in the first place? Well, yeah, so I got targeted. These ads targeted me on Facebook. And I feel kind of weird about that. Like, on one hand, I don't want to be targeted. I don't want you to know what I like. I don't want you to track me and build a profile of me. Like, there's some privacy concerns there naturally. And that's why most companies give you the option now to opt out of cookies before I think they all just did it because they could. And that, for at least for their sakes, it was smart business practice. But clearly, there's ethical concerns there because of privacy, of course. But if you've been on the internet for any amount of time by now, I mean, you can't erase that. You can't. You can't go back unless the government can somehow mandate that. And I don't see how that they could. But, and even if they did, does that mean that people will comply with it? I don't know. Because once it gets on the internet, it's staying there forever. Anyways, it's not the only product that has been targeted to me and I bought it. Strangely enough, also exercise equipment. I happened to buy some exercise equipment and I just feel it feels so cheesy to me that I was targeted by this stuff because I get targeted. I've been targeted. Everybody gets targeted for exercise equipment because nobody exercises enough. And then if you're an exercise nut, like some of these people that do CrossFit or cross training, or runners or bikers, I bet you also get targeted by exercise equipment. There just must be something about being a human and being targeted all years of your life, unless you're beyond retirement, about exercise equipment. And anyways, this particular one I saw touted a very quick workout having to do with exercise bands, and it just happened to hit that golden window in my life where, number one, the marketing was good. Number two, the product was intriguing. And number three, it was exactly what I needed. And so therefore, how could I not buy it? And so I hovered over these exercise videos for a while. I read some of the comments. I checked out the website. And then that just made Facebook salivate because they knew I was interested in it and just hammered me. Every single ad was for this exercise band equipment until finally I got off the fence and it was expensive too. It was not cheap. I mean, it was not four figures. It wasn't a thousand bucks. It was less than that, but it was expensive for what you got. And now it's been about two years and I still use it on a regular basis. I am happy to say I'm not a full participant in the program so it's not like I'm Jack now or anything I wish that I was but I do enough just to keep in shape and keep the old joints uh, limber enough to chase kids around and play softball occasionally which is all the, the activities that I do anymore I wish I had time to do more but I don't so yeah so hop tea this exercise equipment there's something else that I've been targeted at before too and I've gotten but 
Also, the thing about sort of the pitfalls of targeted ads are twofold. Number one, it can't differentiate if you've already made a purchase or not. And number two, my wife also uses my Facebook. I don't, she uses it probably more than I do. We don't have one of those joint profiles or anything, okay? I'm not, we're not that bad, but, and no offense to those that do, but she, she deleted her Facebook years ago and now she just uses it for the marketplace function. But the problem with that is her browsers think that I'm her. And so I'll get false targeted ads all the time for things that are like women's products and and women's clothing and other you know cooking items and things like that that I have zero interest in but it's very 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 specific items that she has clearly searched for maybe on like the target website or maybe Walmart pickup or just in the Google browser I guess that completely go over my head and so therefore those advertisements are a waste of money. But the other thing is, is like I said, that they don't know if you've bought something. So at some point hop tea stopped advertising to me after a few months and I never clicked on anything of theirs, but exercise equipment, I still use, I still get targeted by exercise equipment, even though I did make a purchase. And it's funny because Facebook gives you the option to say, I don't want to see these ads anymore or I already made this purchase, stop showing me this stuff about how great it is, you know. I'm already been bought, hook, line, and sinker. And they give you a little bit of customization there. So, which is, I guess, it brings up an even greater question of, do you want to be, do you want to have targeted ads? Right? So, being in sales, marketing is a lot of that, which advertising, marketing, and sales are all linked together, right? But do you even want to be targeted? And I think I recall getting asked that question by Facebook because people made such a big fuss about it. I can recall literally a disclaimer that came up that said, hey, don't you want to see products that are you know, tailored to your lifestyle? Or do you just want to have general ads run because you're going to see ads, okay? So if you've got to see ads, shouldn't it be things that you might actually care about? And I actually labored there for a second thinking, you know what? They have a decent point because if I have to see ads, I'd rather it not be about dishwasher detergent or window cleaning services because I don't care about either of those things right now in my life and probably won't. You know, the one time in my lifetime I pay somebody to come clean my windows, I'll look somebody up. But I don't need to know about that every day of the year. Okay? Or do I want to get targeted advertisements for network television shows and I don't even have network TV, right? Okay, so what's the alternative? Well, the alternative is that Facebook knows, like I just mentioned, that I play softball and I chase kids around. I'm a dad. Okay, so maybe they start targeted advertising products to me based on things that dads do, camping equipment, games for kids to play, inflatable slides. Right now, we're getting targeted for a product called Stair Slide, which is a plastic 
injection molded slide that fits on top of your stairway in your house. And both me and my wife were like, yes, please. You know, and our, we have it now and our kids love it. Although we don't have carpeted stairs. And so I think it's actually kind of a dangerous product because these kids can pick up some speed. So keep that in your back pocket. But for me, I think I, I might regret saying this, but I think I would rather see targeted ads. If I have to watch ads, then let these guys go at it. Show me your best videos. Show me your best advertisement, advertising for your best products because I am still a consumer. You know, I do spend money on stuff. We spend money on vacations when we get to go. We spend money on eating out. So restaurants. And that's, it's kind of funny because Facebook ads, there's not a lot of restaurants that advertise on Facebook. It's mainly products. It's not a lot of services. So I don't know. Travel. Yeah, we're interested in that. And of course, all kinds of kids stuff. If you can give me a product that will occupy my kids and be educational and fun and play type activities for them, I'm willing to listen. Okay. We are willing to listen. At this stage of my life. Now, you might be in a completely different stage. For example, you don't have kids, but you love to kayak, for example. And so all of those kinds of products might you might be interested in. So I'm just making the case. I don't have a dog in this fight. I don't care. I'm just saying as just straight up consumer targeted ads seem to make more sense for everybody. Because it gives manufacturers, retailers, and service providers an outlet for products to do well with their companies with the audiences that they need. But general advertisements, not that great. Let me give you an example. Super Bowl commercials. I used to love to watch Super Bowl commercials, and I know how much of a big deal it is. But now, I just I don't care. Number one, I don't care about the Super Bowl in the first place because I don't really watch NFL. But number two, I'm kind of over general run advertisements, right? We cut cable a long time ago and we keep the sling product right now so we can watch live sports and occasional other shows. But for the most part, we don't, we cut the cable a long time ago and we are happy with that decision. Now we also have an antenna so we can watch local news as well. That's kind of important where we live for weather purposes, but but yeah, general advertisement is kind of going the way of the dinosaur, I'm afraid. So, I don't know. I don't know what's right and what's wrong. It's just a different style, a different approach. I am certainly concerned about privacy and I'm sure that somebody can write a good defense for the reasons why targeted ads are the devil. But at least as far as in their best and at their best, it seems to be a better experience for everybody. Because I do want to support those businesses that create products or services that benefit me. I mean, that's business 101 right there. So why would we not want to create a atmosphere where both businesses and consumers benefit from that? Like, think of your favorite restaurant, for example. Like, you want your restaurant to do well. You want people to go. You want their revenue revenue streams to be good. So many of my favorite restaurants in the past have had to shut down, COVID notwithstanding, just because 
they couldn't make it work you know it was in they were in the wrong spot they had the wrong staff they had the wrong products i don't know what it was but they just didn't survive and now not all businesses can survive everything right if you just if it's just not a great idea or the execution is not good or the location is not good you can't promise success but you want to put yourself in the best place possible so are you a business that runs targeted ads are you thinking about it then that's kind of my insights on that and uh, i encourage you to do it i think that you should so i'm gonna finish the rest of my tea here again it's just a weird uh weird experience but it's not bad by any means and if you like hops then you go for it but i think that's gonna wrap us up for today oh no it's not i forgot oh yeah cathartic moment of the day so i try to end every podcast and i haven't even done a good job at it lately but i try to end every podcast with something i call a cathartic moment so what is something that gives you catharsis rest renewal replenishment in life because that's part of being an introvert is that you need that kind of replenishment because you probably don't get it so much from people so where do you get it from well, today I'm going to make the suggestion that uh, you should go listen to Eric Satie's Nocien number one. That's G-N-O-S-S-I-E-N-N-E number one. What a great song, Eric Satie. What a great composer. You've probably heard of his Gymnopédie, and that is been in, used in a lot of different movies but Nocian number one has also been used in a lot of different movies as well however it's a little bit more down tempo and not maybe not as happy as uh, the Gymnopedes were but very nice very mood chilling and evocative type track there it is just a great track to put on if you're driving or late at night and you're just trying to unwind from the day chill out and relax it is very renewing for the soul and i wish i could play it of course but you know this is not a clear channel affiliated program so we can't just play whatever music you want so instead i'm gonna fade in our favorite bossa nova track from my bud robbie gomez you can check him out in the show notes or you can find him on the internet you know what I think this song is pretty cathartic as well, so I hope you enjoy it too. So let's just hang out until next time for the next Sales for Introverts podcast. I hope you were able to get some sort of insight out of today, Uh, a little bit of a rambling topic, but I hope that you did get something out of it. And of course, you can check out more information at salesforintroverts.com. I have an online course that you can get to from there. That, once again, has to do with how you be in sales and be introverted at the same time. Is it even possible? Of course, the answer is yes. Or else I would not be here today. So, that being said, that's the end of the podcast, and we will check you out later. Hope you have a great rest of your day.